after she allegedly made racist and bigoted uh, comments on social media against black people. In a conversation with uh, the activist and co-founder of Media Justice, Jillian Skitter, uh, Janssen said that black people's conduct is despicable because uh, of gang rapes of babies, uh, murders, uh, daughters and mothers uh, finding uh, where black men find these uh, pleasurable pastimes. And Jillian Skitter joins us on the line now uh, to tell us more about exactly how this conversation unfolded. Jillian Thanks for your time this morning. Hi, good morning, Christina. Thank you. Now, there's been a lot of questions about the context in which this conversation takes place. Did you actually um, warn uh, the judge that you would be making this conversation public or that you could, in fact, go that route? Well, first of all, the conversation was public. There's a lot of confusion about that. There was an online conversation amongst 10 or 20 people on my Facebook page where Judge Mabel joins in voluntarily at uh, two-thirds of the way into the conversation and makes exactly the same statement. So that was already public. Um, and then she, on the same, during that same conversation, she inboxes me that um, there's three uh, statements she makes from my inbox. Um, and um, it's a summary of what she has already said in the public domain. Um, so for, for a judge to say those things in the public domain um, is unbelievable. And I have copies of that entire conversation because this last week she has actually closed down her Facebook page and um, which actually gets rid of all her comments on Facebook. But I took screen grabs of that conversation that took place in the public and I shared that as what is the inbox conversation. I, I approached the lawyer to say, you know, this is what's happening, this is for the public... Uh, for public interest, um, you know, this is a judge who's held into high, high moral um, regard, and um, is it within my right to share it? You know, and, and I was told that it is uh, in the public interest. Jillian, I'll tell you what, we're going to try and uh, get you back on a better line there because that one not uh, very clear at this point. So uh, the context of it, as Jillian says, is that this uh, took place on a public platform, on a social media platform, where about 20 people um, were having a conversation. But then the screen grab, um, as I understand from what Jillian is saying, of the three messages uh, that have been doing the rounds on uh, social media and elsewhere, that was sent to her inbox um, uh, by the judge. So uh, we'll talk to Jillian uh, um, a bit more just to get clarity on why, um, as someone to know, it took so long to report this. Did she report it? Why didn't it get out into the public domain? Uh, why wasn't there outrage when she reported to and whom she reported it to? All those sorts of questions as uh, soon as we get Jillian uh, back on a better line. And um, she is there now. Jillian? Hi, can you tell me? Much better, thank you. So, okay. uh, so as you say, so the three messages, the ones that we are seeing, those were the ones that were sent to your inbox. Correct. In relation to the uh, public conversation that took place on my Facebook page and was a public uh, on public settings. So, does this mean then that what the judge said in the public setting, uh, the the holy public setting, uh, was slightly different from what she sent to you? Uh, is this more overt than what was said on the public platform? Not really, because on the public platform, um, she she makes the same statement. She says that um, uh, you know it's a cultural part, it's a cultural thing, um, it's seen as a, an ex- an extension of. Um, of their culture, you know, she keeps using their and them. 
um, 99% of the cases you see um, of, of baby, you know, baby rape or raping children below the age of five. I then uh, say to her, um, but the majority of black men do not rape the um, babies and children. And um, she then re- responds to that, uh, oh, yes, they do, Gillian. So, you know, I mean, it's just as damning what she said in the public arena. Um, uh, she says five-year-olds are even old, you know, it's, it happens to younger people. And so she argues her point very passionately and and uh, urgently on, on the um, public arena. And people are actually arguing back with her and saying, well, I really hope I never am a... Uh, I never end up in your courtroom because clearly black people are, are guilty before they even enter your room. And there's a whole entire, you know, constructed argument going on there where people are saying, uh, telling her that these views are unacceptable for a judge. Mm. And so, she claims that she was quoted out of context. She also claims that you betrayed her confidence uh, by co- quoting her out of context. So. Is it possible that, you know, that entire conversation can be seen? Because it then also begs the question about what everybody else was saying um, in order for this to come out. Um, Well, it's all there. Uh, It's on my Facebook page. As I say, she has deleted her Facebook account. So the actual original discussion I put up as well, um, you know, without the screen grabs, because it shows you clearly how the discussion happened. However... The screen grabs are also on my Facebook page, on a public setting. Any, and I, um, yeah, so the entire, I think there's about 17, between 17 and 20 screen grabs um, of that entire conversation. So, I mean, short of, of I think they were asked to put it so that people can actually read and see what was said in that conversation. But as I say, it is there on my Facebook page and people can go in and see the actual um, screen grabs of, of what was said. Um, but she she voluntarily entered the conversation and started. I mean, what what do you say that people on the page made her say the stuff? Is that what you're suggesting? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just trying to understand exactly what went on here. And no, but I don't see how a judge gets made to say anything. She was responding to. She she started saying this stuff on a on a public discussion, and she and um, people were saying, but how you know how on earth can this be said? Blah blah blah. And as it goes on, yes. Now, that's fair enough. But in as much as she should be questioned, everyone else also, you know, uh, could be questioned about what actually went on there. But what would you like to see happen to Judge Jansen? Well, I think as an activist and as somebody who does call out racism whenever I come across it, uh, because that's what I do. I'm an anti-racism activist. Um, I think I've, I've, I've done what I intended to do, which was to expose the hypocrisy of a South African nation that can get incredibly upset by um, the cause of Kwabe, you know, uh, that situation with the waitress, and yet ignore a judge saying these things in the public arena. So it's over to um, the people that have um, taken this forward, which is the um, Advocates for Transformation and everybody else that has, has lodged complaints against the judge. And um, I think the question is, is, the judge, is somebody with those kind of preconceived views, with those uh, Beliefs that in the biological determinism of um, you know different traits associated with different races is somebody like that uh, fit to hold uh, the, the position that she does hold, and uh, are the cases that she's presided over have they been fair um, and objective? Um, you know, is there is there any objectivity in her in her um, her 
presiding over those case those cases specifically around gender based violence. Mm. And, um, and so I think that, you know, it will take its course. Um, I, what I did as an activist was to expose um, those kind of utterances and, and bring attention to them. Not expose them, because, you know, a lot of people are saying, if anything happens to the judge, she disqualified herself, first of all, by making those statements out in the public. And uh, also, just finally, um, in the immediate aftermath of that conversation, why didn't it provoke the sort of outrage you think that it is provoking right now? Well, as I say, I shared it, um, you know, brought it up a few times on my page because for me it was, you know, how do we overlook that? Um, and, uh, you know, we sent that first letter to the JFC back then. A, a, a lawyer actually worked on my behalf and sent a, a letter intent, explaining our intention to lodge this full complaint. Um, and I, I don't know. I just don't know why it didn't. You know, obviously the people on my on that Facebook page discussion were outraged. Um, I then sent it to a few legal people. You know, inboxed it to various people. For some reason, it just um, it never went beyond that. Um, uh, and every now and then, you know, every now and then I would share it when there was a kind of racial outburst yet again on our social landscape. This time, I think it was because it was in the wake of the um, in the cause of Kwabe, um you know, that whole sort of backlash. And um, I had shared it again on my Facebook page, again to say, how do we ignore this, you know? This is in the public domain. There's also a, a, a UCT lecturer who is called the whole of the Roads Reform Movement rapists. Um, so I shared both of those. And um, Brian Kamanzi, who's a writer and activist, shared it onto Twitter. And I think that's when it really took, uh, you know, when people really... Uh, uh, we're totally outraged by these statements, and people noticed it. Um, and that's yeah, that's really what happened. And it was on my Facebook page. Somebody shared it onto Twitter, and that's where it got all that attention. Thank you so much. Uh, meanwhile, the Black Lawyers Association wants Judge Janssen to resign or be impeached. The president of the association, uh, Lutendo Sikogo, joins us on the line now. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Now, um, uh, you are calling for some very stringent action against uh, Judge Janssen. Um, uh, the implications thereof, are you not concerned about um, how this would play out uh, and uh, also the cases that she presided over and the whole system and how this would impact on that? No, we were caring about that. And that is the main reason we're calling for what we're saying. Because we, we think she must resign. If not, she should be impeached. Because uh, these utterances are, are covering all her all her work she, she has done as a judge, and would not know if she was not influenced by her thinking that all black men are rapists. So, um, how, how exactly are you going to proceed here? Because, and also, um, what would be uh, the uh, statute, uh, uh, the, the the limitations, rather, I should say? How far back do you want to take this? Uh, we were, were saying today to the judge president, uh, you know, the cases you gave there to preside over, particularly those of murder and rape, you should uh, appoint a task a task team to look at those cases and see if. The, the judgments she gave were not influenced by her wrong beliefs about uh, black people's culture. But how would you be able to determine that? Now, we, we, we have faith on the JT. If, if the JT, for any other reason, doesn't believe or doesn't do what we're requesting him to do, we're going to apply to court and 
in the application we're going to determine how far back to go and also what cases to be looked at. So you're looking at all the cases that Judge Jansen presided over, um, that, uh, that, 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 that where she presided over cases um, involving black men, is what you say? Now, all, all cases where the, which involve black men as accused for rape and also accused for murder, and also involving black women where they were, they, they were complaining of rape. Because if she says all of them have been raped before they were 12, sometimes it might suggest that she did not even believe their stories. We want to see if indeed she investigated their case properly before she made a judgment.